Welcome to the Daily Sports Show Redo. I am your host, Tyler James. Here at the Redo, I've spent my time watching and listening to all the talking heads give their inflated takes on popular topics. Then I pick a few of those topics that I find good, bad, or just plain weird, and give them a redo by giving my take without the yelling, pandering, or trying to create a new hot take. Let's get into it. We are talking the Saturday night edition of Monday Night Football, Dallas Cowboys versus Detroit Lions. Uh, Cowboys ended up winning in a kind of a controversial way. We'll go over that later. First, we'll do we'll talk about the playoff implications of this game. Going into the game, Cowboys were kind of on the they're on the outskirts, looking on a, on the first seed. They won't be able to get that. Uh, they could still win the division if they won this game, which they did. They needed to, the Eagles to lose today on Sunday against the Cardinals, and they did actually lose to the Cardinals surprisingly. So now they have their own control, their own destiny for the two seed, and pretty much home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs up until they go to San Fran. Uh, Lions. They can't finish worse than a third seed, so that's good for them. So the playoff game was kind of not that important. You know, they had kind of that outside way of looking at the first seed, which now they, have, they don't have 49ers locked that up today. But it wasn't really necessarily a, a must-win for either team uh, playoff-wise. More of a emotional, you know, positive, positive vibes kind of win for each team if they to go to the playoffs. But Cowboys ended up winning. For the most part, the game was Dallas dominated. It was a. Uh, it felt like they were in control the entire time, but they kept, you know, shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. The early uh, Dak Prescott interception, which you know, I, but uh, Detroit didn't have a lot of answers though. The Cowboys defense really stepped up and shut down the run game, made Jared Goff work. Uh, once again. It's another odd play. Uh, Dak Prescott hit CeeDee Lamb right there on the goal line, and he fumbles it forward, and it goes out of the end zone for a touchback. So it's just another one of those classic Cowboy plays, we would call it, where it's just the Cowboys just, you know, what can go wrong goes wrong and would keep them from winning. Uh Gets down to one of the last drives for the last drive for the Cowboys. They're up twenty to nineteen or twenty to thirteen, and it's kind of where you know they. It was a they're driving. They get a tripping call on a tight end, backs them up fifteen yards. You know we'll talk more about that call later as well, but backs them up and then you know Dak Prescott hits a nice pass to Ceedee Lamb who just had an absolute elite level game 13 receptions 227 yards uh, with the, those receptions and those and those yards he passes Michael Irvin for the most all-time by a cowboy in a single season so good for him everyone's excited about that but uh, they can't convert they uh, go they kick the field goal they go up by seven so 17 13 this puts them up 20 to 7 20 to 13 uh Lions still have, I think it was two timeouts, a little over a minute and 30 to go. Lions, you know, they nickel and dime all the way, get some big plays, and they eventually get down to the goal. 
and they score a touchdown. 1920. It's okay. But of course, the super aggressive Dan Campbell has them go for two. And they run one of those plays where they have the offensive lineman as an eligible receiver, allegedly. And he goes in, they throw it to him, scores 21 20, 30 seconds left or so. I think it was closer to 20. Cowboys ball, but flag on the play. Turns out, this is where the controversy comes from. Because they deem him the number 68 for the Lions who caught the touchdown pass. He was deemed ineligible. So you. And that, so that brings him back five yards, erases the two-point conversion, and allows the Lions to go for the two-point conversion again if they choose to, which they do, as opposed to going for the field goal, setting it to overtime. So Jared Goff throws an interception. Great. But Micah Parsons is lined up offsides. Okay, they move forward a couple yards, and no field goal. They're going to go for two again. Third try. This time, Jared Goff under pressure throws a a uh, bad ball to one of his tight ends who can't bring it in. And if he even if he did, he would have been on the ground probably a yard or two short of the goal line. So, yeah, that they don't get it. Cowboys, you know, they catch the onside kick, kneel it out, they win 20-19. And that's just, just a very sickening last couple of minutes, like watching that depending on where, what side of the – even I'm a, I'm a Cowboys fan, I've mentioned it before. So that was uh, just a gross, like, last five minutes of the game. Uh, obviously, the big conversation is the two-point conversion and the, and the refs calling him an eligible receiver downfield. But, like, it looks like you have to, you know, the, the player number 68, Reliance, he's, he's sticking to his gun, saying, telling them, saying to the media that he told the ref he was a receiver, you know. Uh, after the game, John Perry, who's a, he's a former officiator, 19 years, three Super Bowls, ESPNs, you know, the guy they have on staff there. He talked about how, this is right after the game before the press conferences. So he's mentioning how, you know, he was, his take on it was that the ref was, you can see the six, number 68, another player talking to the ref and number 70 for the Lions coming onto the field. And the ref's looking at number 70, while number six days, I guess, talking to him, according to the according to Detroit. And he probably, from what John Perry was saying, he probably gets confused or didn't hear 68 or didn't understand what he wanted. Because because they did call number 70, who was, I didn't even call him, I think they called 68, which is a crazy thing. He was eligible. But yeah, they I don't know if there was a communication thing or not. John Perry, you know, he kind of said, hey, if, if you're the player, you need to make sure it's on you to make sure the ref hears you, understands you, and pretty much you get your message across the way you want it. I guess that didn't happen. Uh, Dan Campbell in his press conference afterwards, you know, he's obviously upset. He mentioned that they told the refs before the game, like what they would something they would try to run, which was the, the two players reporting, number 68 and number 70, both are going to report as eligible for their play. But from Dan Campbell, he said number 68 didn't report as eligible. I don't know if he's giving it a cop-out or not, but uh, it's, a, it's definitely one of those where just really bad officiating, which is, you know, it's been real bad across the board this year for the NFL and in the game. 
I mean, earlier in the game when they had that 15-yard penalty like on Dallas's last drive on uh, Hendersh- Hendershot? Yeah, Hendershot. They called it for tripping, which, but it wasn't on him. Like, if you go back and look at it, which everyone's already done, it's uh, Aiden Hutchinson actually trips Tony Pollard. So there should have been a tripping call on Detroit, which would have gave Dallas fresh set of downs, 15 yards, yada, yada, yada. You know, you can play the if game all you want. But Dallas could probably ran the clock out there, and this whole two-point conversion fiasco would never happen. But it happened, uh, and it seems like it's just the reps messed up. They probably did, maybe I don't know. Regardless, you know, if you take the refs out of it, they had after they brought the two-point conversion back, they had two opportunities to get in the end zone. You know, they had two opportunities to kick a field goal to send to overtime. They did not do either. I mean. After Jared Goff's two-point conversion uh, pass, you know, he went and threw an interception, then he threw a bad pass. So, I mean, he had the chances to make it right, but he didn't. Just like Dan Campbell had the opportunity to kick the field goal and just put it over time and work on it from there, but they didn't. So, Dallas walks away with the win. Uh, overall, it's, it's good for Dallas to win, especially because the Cardinals beat the Eagles today. But it's there's still – some negatives, like just some real just negatives we can't look away from for the Cowboys. You know, first off, from the Dak Prescott, played a great game, 345 yards, nearly 70% completion rate, two touchdowns, one interception. You know, that's, that's you know, that's what you want from your franchise quarterback. And, you know, it's a good thing he was playing the way he was because, once again, no run game whatsoever for the Cowboys. They just they just got eaten up on that. They had a couple decent like chunk yard plays from Pollard, but it just wasn't existent. You know, they even brought a Deuce Vaughn in a couple times to try to energize him. He looked like he kind of was making some strides, but overall just I don't like I don't know what the issue is. Is it is the offensive line is it not set up properly for a, a run offense? No, because they they're really good with the pass, but just they just cannot get any push. It seems like against these, you know, these teams with good front lines. Uh, is it the is it the running back? Is because we we kind of suspected of Tony Pollard, like he was the big uh, like home run hitter when they had Zeke last year, and that was the, kind of the question coming in, especially coming off the injury, the little real bad leg injury was could he be that every down back that, you know, in between the tackles guy as opposed to just being the, you know, the sprint back. And it really hasn't proven to be that. So, I mean, that's something they're going to have to look at going forward. You know, it's just because last week they had their fullback running a lot of the, you know, the dive, halfback dives. And he did well. Like they, up until that uh, fumble on the one yard line last, last week, he was crushing. It's like, Hey, this is the, this is our new running back, it looks like. But they maybe that scared him off. They didn't, I, don't, I don't remember him getting the ball if at all this last night. But yeah, hopefully they can figure it out. They or they can just keep relying on Deck Prescott to be the be the entire offense. Uh, and also this brings us back to the, the coaching. Once again, you know, these questionable you know, game management, time management kind of plays from Mike McCarthy. You know, we saw it against the 
the, the really like kind of glaring one is the one from Seattle where they ended up winning, but you know, they had that, I think it was second down or third down and on the goal line. And they threw like a fade route, to, uh, the seat of lamb they wasn't able to get to. So it stops the clock. They have to kick a field goal. It's only a six point, six point lead. So it's kind of like, Oh, a lot of time left for the Seahawks, but the, they ended up defense ended up holding, which is good, but it's just like the same thing with uh, last night. During that last drive, they run the ball, goes nowhere, and they do a like a downfield throw, kind of just you know, taking a shot, which is you know it's great to take a shot, but when you have the opportunity to just uh, take a just a huge chunk of time off the clock, you got to do it. You know, it's my opinion. Granted, if it works, it works, whatever. But I mean, even if you're not, I'm not like against throwing the ball because I mean. Dak was carving them up, and they can. Uh, see Lamb was just unguardable, and on the, after that tripping call against the Cowboys, that was actually on Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson. You know, he had that 14-yard catch where you know he just did a slant route, beat his guy. You know, if, if you're doing something like that, that's fine. Though those high percentage throws where they're kind of like just, or even do like a. I, I personally don't like them, but the screen passes, throw a screen pass. You get the ball out there, allow your receivers to make a play. You know, you get the get the clock moving still. So, but that's just one of those because you know there was I think twenty something seconds left when they when the Detroit Lions scored. You know, that's time that shouldn't have been there if the Cowboys, you know, executed their time management better. They ran the ball, but took the took that time off the clock, and that's really, you know, combination of not being able to run the ball not necessarily having the best game management or time management. These are the things that will turn their ugly heads in the playoffs and bounce a team out quickly. And all that praise that Mike McCarthy's been getting, you know, with the look what he's done for Dak, the play calling, he's turned Dak into a potential MVP candidate. You know, this offense is great. Everyone kind of was worried about it because of Kellen Moore leaving to go to the Chargers. So, I mean, he's getting all this praise, but once again – these questionable, you know, game decisions is kind of like, oh, man, what do you do if this happens in the playoffs and the Cowboys end up losing because of it? You know, granted, that wouldn't be the main reason they lose, but it's just these these plays where you're just, it leaves you scratching your head and you're leaving the other team so much time on the clock. It's You're going to get with one of these just elite teams, elite quarterbacks, and they're going to make you pay eventually. You know, it's like the... The thing with the Eagles where they have all these close games and they end up on top, you know, eventually if you're in close game after close game, you're going to get bit, you know, and so far the Cowboys have been all right, but then they got Washington commanders next week. If they win that, they'll seal their number two seed for the NFC and they go in the playoffs and let's see who they got. Either the Seahawks or the Rams. It's looking like, We'll see. That'll be uh, in Dallas. So hopefully, that'll be some good games. But that's all I got for last night's reaction. Hope everyone has a good New Year.